0: Alright, so today's show, tonight's show, whenever you're watching this video, tonight's show is all about getting sweaty with Sweaty Betty's founder, Danny J. I titled that on YouTube thinking, oh my gosh, everyone is going to click over because it's so controversial. (laughs) (laughs) is <laughs> not. Uh, tonight's topic is about uh, growing a fan base, serving that fan base, and making sure that you are also serving yourself in return. So Danny J, like I was saying, of the Sweaty Buddies is gonna be on, we'll welcome her on in just a few minutes. Uh, YFY chat, like I said, to those that are in the chat right now is a little rough as far as our layout and aesthetics go. Uh, it is under construction as far as our layout goes, but I wanted to keep the show going each week, so I, I apologize for the dust. Um, but hopefully, well actually I know tonight's content is going to be well worth the the not-so-pretty layout here and there. So anyway, I want to thank everyone that's in the chat. Welcome you. Uh, I hope everyone that's feeling crummy feels better. Uh, you should be really excited because we've got someone that can actually talk about feeling better tonight with Danny J. Danny was on, um, she's the sweatybetties.com. She was on earlier, or last year actually, with Allie Brown. So, you know, the famous Allie Brown, internet marketing and all women female entrepreneurs love her. Uh, Danny J came on and interviewed her for YFE. And af- afterwards, everyone was asking to find out more about Danny J. So for whatever reason, it's taken me a while to get her back on the show. But now she's on the show to talk about all about who Danny J is and what the Sweaty Buddies is. They have over 100,000 followers on Facebook. She has so many new programs going on all the time. And she is someone, along with Vasavi, um, who we've had on in the past, she's someone that gets things done. And she does it quickly. And she moves on to the next thing. Each goal, she makes sure makes sure that she accomplishes and she moves on to the next one. So anyway, um, before we bring her on, I wanted to welcome Stacey at the Cz Harris back into the show in just a moment. She's with Bootstrap Book Club. She's one of our hosts. She's also the co-host of YFE Chat Live. Um, Stacey, thanks so much for joining us tonight hi everybody thank you uh so unfortunately we don't have a shot with you
1: <laughs> so, Oh, that's ball stop waving then
0: um so oh you don't do that i'll put her up i'll put her picture up so um so stacy tell us a little bit about what's going on in the book club we have two questions up right now the third one is coming up tomorrow who you wanted to feature two people that have been answering some of the discussion questions
1: I did. There has been, I I think it's clear that everybody wanted to read Jab, 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 Right Hook because there has been great engagement. Like everybody's been answering the questions and not just answering the questions and then running away, but answering the questions and then like talking to each other about the answers, um, which I really love to see. Um, And I wanted to feature two people tonight, uh, Nicole Longstreet of The Wardrobe Code. She has had some really great answers. Um, And then also, I hope I'm going to pronounce this right, but Laura Carew um of paperclip virtual um which is a virtual assistant company i believe um but they've both had really really great answers to the questions and have had really uh thought-provoking sort of discussion stuff to share with us. So um, if you're not in the book club now, make sure you go to yfeme slash club and join us. And if you are already in the book club and you haven't checked it out in a while, be sure to go in and um, check out the club and check out the questions. And I will have a new question for you guys tomorrow morning uh, about uh, some good stuff about the book.
0: Yay, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Stacy. Stacey's tweeting at YF Entrepreneur tonight using the hashtag YFE Chat. So make sure that you yes. tweet your takeaways to her and get in on the discussion in the chat room and also on Twitter. Yes, thanks for having me. I'll see you guys when I see you. Thanks, Stacey. So let's go ahead and get Danny J on the program. Danny, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I caught you right as you were putting your earrings on. So, Danny, tell okay. us more about, I mean, like I was saying, we've had you on earlier um, with Allie Brown. And we didn't get to talk too much about this whole fitness empire that you've built around the Sweaty Betty's. Like I was saying, you have 100,000 plus followers on Facebook. What exactly is the Sweaty Betty's? Oh,
2: my gosh. We just got 100,000 today. I was so excited. Oh, congratulations. I on this morning and I was like, woo, we hit it. Um, the Sweaty Buddies, it started as basically an outlet for me. I was in the fitness industry and I had been competing in bikini competitions and physique competitions and doing fitness modeling. And I was basically getting really burnt out. And I was also seeing another side of fitness that I think most people didn't know about. It was the side where it wasn't so healthy it was like the unhealthy side of fitness where it looked glamorous on the outside but i knew what was really going on with how people were getting into magazines and how people were leaning out their bodies to get in like the best shape of their lives but they were really hurting themselves doing it and then i also found out about people that were basically being paid for their before shots to do advertisements for like fat burners and pills and things like that and i just kinda got fed up and I was stuck because I was a personal trainer and I had loved fitness but I felt like I was starting to dislike it and so the sweaty buddies started as a way for me to remember why I liked it what it was really about so I wanted it just to be something fun and not so much of a like your life has to be about fitness, but fitness is a part of your life. So it was more like a lifestyle brand, bringing fitness into your life, bringing fun back into it. Because I know so many people dread working out. They want to look better, they want to feel better. So I wanted Sweaty Buddies to be that, like the fun part of it and just like having a fun, happy, good time. And also just kind of putting a, a halt on some of the crap that the industry was feeding us.
0: Well, and what's your saying? You have a tagline that's famous now. My tagline is, don't be a bitch. Yeah, so, I mean, that's one of the, I think I found out about you initially through Jennifer Jordan um, from For the Glow. And she was saying, what do you think about this tagline, everyone? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> but at the time, it's amazing how people have really latched onto it and have, I yeah. mean, they, they buy the shirts. They buy, you know, they buy into this lifestyle that you're portraying where it's not just, um, I don't know. It's not just the glamour on top of fitness. You're showing us the real truth like you were saying. And going back to that, so were, you were saying that you were a personal trainer. or Were you working for a gym at the time?
2: Um, I had worked for a gym for about a year and then I quit training to get a real job. I worked for the um the government for a little while and I was so miserable. And so people but like old clients started contacting me out of the blue asking me if I still trained and they were referring me and I'm like, no, I don't, I don't. And I realized within one week I had about eight people contact me and I was so miserable at my job I started thinking and looking at like my boss and her boss and I realized I did not want to stay there and so I figured out how I could go back to training and I ended up basically renting space at a private um, facility so it wasn't really a gym it was kind of like a private studio And that's where I ended up staying for quite a while until I moved. And now I do just online training.
0: Very nice. And so uh, the Sweaty Bettys, when you first started off, did you just put the Facebook page up and then kind of move on from there? Did you already did you have a strategy? Did you have a plan in place? How did it grow to be 100,000 people? And it hasn't even been that long. I know fitness is just a sexy topic in general, and people need that inspiration to get going. Do you feel like that was part of it? Was it a big part? of it, you know, just who you are, and you were basically filling a need, or was there, like I said, was there strategy behind it?
2: There was some strategy. Um, originally, the brand was supposed to be a YouTube channel, and it was started with a, a friend of mine. We were best friends, and we started it together, and we lived in different states, so it was really hard to get the videos going, so we thought, well, let's just get the Facebook going, let's get fans, so then once we start making videos, our fans will be able to watch us and i ended up moving out to where she lived and long story short our relationship and the the partnership kind of fell apart and so i kind of had to reshift where i was going but all the while i kept the facebook page going and i've always been really engaged ooh sorry my screen just went black um i stayed really engaged with fans and i just kept talking to them and asking what they wanted and one of the reasons there's a couple reasons why I think it's grown so fast one I think the name is catchy and I think it makes people wonder you know what it is originally it was going to be our names and our husbands were like well what if people don't know you you guys should think of a name that if somebody sees it they're going to be curious and they're still going to want to click on it and so that's where the sweaty buddies came from and I think just the name in itself lends enough curiosity that people want to click and see but the second part is my engagement and how much I really try to stay involved with my fans. I reply back to them. I like every single comment that anybody ever posts so they know that I see it. It doesn't necessarily mean I like what they said. And I know some people might get offended that I like something you know, offensive, but I want everyone to know that I'm listening, I'm watching, I'm seeing what you're saying. And I think just doing that has brought the engagement up really high and people love that and they like coming back for that because they like to be validated and heard. And I try to share things that I think my audience would like to hear and see. So if I see something that I think is really interesting, I share it because I feel like if I like it, somebody else is going to like it. So. I became a a resource that people wanted to come to because they knew I was going to share great information.
0: So now, when you actually started Sweaty Betty's, you had a partner that was in either, I mean, you were in opposing in different states. Was it
2: Utah or? um, Yeah. She was in Utah, and I was in um, Las Vegas. I was in Nevada.
0: Yeah, so you were trying to put this together. What was the purpose of doing this as far as the business goes? Were you, um, I know you were talking about a YouTube channel. Were you hoping to
2: monetize the YouTube videos? You know, I don't think we completely, we're gonna, we wanted the YouTube videos, but I think we also were going to create some like ebooks and programs and um, like a membership site. And I eventually did create the membership site um, on my own about a year later. Um, but that was kind of a thing. It was gonna be just workout. Yeah, we were going to create it like a membership site where people could download workouts and, and meal plans and that kind of thing. So that was kind of the goal. And I did eventually create that membership site. Um, but our real big thing was we were gonna make different e-programs and sell them that way and then also monetize off
0: And that seems to be the popular way to go when people have amassed a following of fo- as far as and you know The six digit type of a land that you start a program you sell t- some type of e-book where it's more of passive income Yeah, um, but that's not something that you necessarily have done. You've done a number of things. So uh, you know since we're talking about getting it to this big of a point and and um, would, you, would it be safe to say you've done this organically, by the way? 100,000 followers? You I Did you pay done, for ads or anything like I that? I
2: have never paid a single ad on Facebook, which is so crazy because I actually run another Facebook page who has 100,000 fans, and they have been spending $1,500 a month to get fans. So I know it can be done without any budget, um, without any fans, but it's been work. I won't lie. I mean, I... At the beginning, especially, I put a lot of time in and I spent a lot of time talking with my fans. Now, I can automate things a little bit more, and I'm not on the computer all the time like I was, but I feel like it's kind of like that tipping point, point. and to get up to that point, I really had to spend a lot of time working and reaching out to people, but I have never asked for people to share my page. I have never paid for fans. I have never paid for advertising, so I'm really proud of the fact that it's been all organic.
0: It's just being patient, acknowledging people, and putting up good content. Yes. Is that safe to say? So you've got 100,000 followers now, and that's one of the things that is an issue as a young female entrepreneur. We're putting all, all this free content, and doing a Facebook page, is uh, you know, it seems like it wouldn't take that much time. It seems like it wouldn't, you know, take that much energy as far as curating what you want to share on Facebook or Twitter or social media in general. But it does. It takes, like you said, you sit behind your desk for hours at a time, sometimes liking people's comments to make sure that they know that you've acknowledged them. Right. How did you move forward then? What have been some of the ways that you've monetized this fan base?
2: Um, a lot of my money comes from affiliates. So, you know, I may not have created a lot of my own programs, but I promote other people's programs. So, I've been able to do like the paleo bundles, which I love. And I will never promote or be an affiliate for anything that I wouldn't buy myself, use myself, or want my family to use. So, I'm really particular. And I get contacted by brands all the time who want me to promote their products, who want me to wear their clothing, use their, you know, protein powders or whatever it is. And I, you know, I read through these emails, some people I say yes, some I say no, some of them I do for free and some I charge. So some companies will reach out and they ask me to do a contest or a promotion. And you know, those times where I'm like, hey guys, I'm doing a giveaway. Well, often those companies will pay me to do a giveaway or I'll get free product in exchange for a giveaway or something. And sometimes I'm just promoting and helping a friend. Like I just did a giveaway for Cave Girls Don't Get Fat um, because it's, a friend of mine who wrote the book and I just want to support her and promote her stuff. So a lot of things I do for free but often there are times where I'm say I say you know what I have to charge for that so I'll do a video and I'll charge How um, do you
0: decide I'll... what you charge for that type of work because I know we have a lot of bloggers that follow young female entrepreneurs yeah. I mean is that something that you've kind of had to refine and just test as you go or was there a plan some kind of you know set formula for it
2: no it has it has been a refining thing it's almost like you kind of just ask and see what what companies say it also depends on the brand so for instance a smaller brand that's starting out I know they don't have a large budget so I might say you know at the beginning I would say maybe two hundred fifty dollars to do a giveaway and a blog and then later on I'd say a thousand dollars and then sometimes I started making levels of things so I would say well you know you might pay two hundred dollars for me just to do a mention but it's a thousand dollars for a video and it's you know fifteen hundred dollars to do an instagram a twitter a blah 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 you know so i really kind of played with it but one of the things was at the beginning i would throw out a number and sometimes people just jump on it they're like sure so then the next time i go dang i probably could have asked for more so i would kind of gauge by how people would jump on it or not but it's also a point and i learned this from Allie brown which is brilliant this is always stuck with me when you get to a point where so many people are asking you you set yourself at a price where you're actually getting people to say no because they can't afford you. And it's not because Scary. I don't want the money, but it's just to keep, keep me from being so busy and just being a sellout, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, um, it makes sense. So now when you're talking about affiliate relationship, is that more of the click type of a thing and then you get a, a percentage back and then you have sponsors as well where they're paying you directly?
2: So the affiliate would be, for example, um, there's all kinds of affiliates. So, for example, like a clothing company. Let's say I work with MPG Sport a lot. Except I, I'm actually not an affiliate for them. I should be because I talk about them all the time. But let's say I do a post for MPG and I post a link, and it would go through to my account. So let's say I would make like five percent of every sale that that somebody clicked on my link and used. Or when I do the Paleo bundles because they're e programs. I might make fifty to seventy-five percent of the sales so if they click on my link it's attached to It I'll have like a little number so it knows it goes to me and so those sales I will get a percentage of whoever buys when I promote those things.
0: And can we get an idea of how many people are visiting your website too for those that are hearing you throw out these numbers and you know I of course feel free not to mention it or to decline but I, is that something that you're, you feel comfortable with sharing?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean I'll share anything. I'll be honest, my website doesn't get a lot of traffic. Um, but this is what's been really, really crazy. Um, if you could see my numbers from, you know, all of last year, I averaged about twelve hundred to three thousand views a day. But since January one, I've been averaging ten to fifty thousand a day. So I don't know. It, it's a big it jump. Always, yeah, it always bumps on January one. like last year, I got a big bump in January also, but this year was insane. I've already had, Today's the 16th, I've already had 290,000 views on my site, and that's more, usually per month I get about 100,000, so, or less. Is that a big
0: search engine type of a referrer type thing, or is it, do you see Facebook?
2: Yeah, a lot of them are from Facebook this month. Um, Honestly, my top three refers are Facebook, Pinterest, and search engine.
0: So, are with that type of a traffic uh, stream coming in? Do you know who you host with? I'm with GoDaddy. With GoDaddy, and it has has your website been up too? And it's been good.
2: I think so. I don't. I haven't had any problems yet.
0: That's good to know. Well, you know, and people get excited about those types of numbers, and so you want to make sure that your website doesn't go down when you know someone clicks a link, that type of a thing. So, as yeah. far as um. The you've got these people coming in um, that are consumers. So you've been uh, feeding people, not feeding, you've been serving people that are interested in improving their fitness and nutrition. And then you, uh, you made a little switch last summer, I want to say, and went after the business, um, a B2B market. I did. And so tell us it- more about that.
2: Well, what was happening and it wasn't really a conscious thing it was it was literally out of one phone call Um, and my friend Bex um, from BexLife.com her and I have been chatting and she's a big she's big on YouTube she has like a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube and we were talking we're always comparing notes and seeing how to grow our business and our lists, and and how we're making money and we compare because often we get we get contacted by the same brands so to answer your earlier question too about what do we charge Often she'll get contacted and I'll get contacted. So we just kind of say, hey, what did they offer you? What did they offer you? So we can kind of play and know what to ask. So I would say there's so much power in partnering with friends and finding people who do what you do. So you know what to, to ask for. Because How did somebody-
0: you approach that relationship, first of all? Because that's one of the things that I was, I'm always interested in talking to people, but I always feel sheepish about emailing them or, you know, reaching out in the first place.
2: Um, we actually met on Twitter. Uh, I think well she, she how she tells the story is that she had tweeted us um, when it was my business partner and myself and we tweeted her back because we I always would answer everybody and she was like, "Oh my gosh, the sweaty buddies tweeted me." So, we had a little Twitter relationship kind of. Um, because I found one of her pages and I thought it was cute. So, I was a fan of hers and she was a fan of mine and I ended up doing a workshop last year and I messaged her kind of just asking if she would be a guest and I really didn't know her that well at all. I just thought she might have something to offer so I asked if she'd come speak at my event. So we barely talked before the event. I didn't even really give her any things of what she was supposed to say. She just showed up and during that weekend we really became good friends. And so after that we would talk on, and now I talk on on the phone with her like every day. We're texting like 30 times a day. So it just kind of gradually happened and we built that trust and same with Cassie from Blogilates. We met on Twitter. and
0: I know, just, didn't you go to a fitness competition of hers or she went to one of yours or something no, like I, that?
2: Yes, I went to hers. I flew out to San Francisco to support her.
0: and um, That's awesome. Which, she's got yeah, over a million subscribers on YouTube now.
2: She's she's just blown up. She's like my inspiration. I That woman, she works harder than anyone I know. That girl just goes and she deserves everything all the success she has.
0: See, and this reminds me of, and I'm sure you've read this, Thinking Grow Rich, the idea that all of these, you know, power brokers at the, you know, the beginning of the century formed the little alliances. It's one of the pillars in the book. Yes. Uh, so I feel like all of you fitness empire women that are really, you know, girls rule the world ki- type of entrepreneurs, you've all joined this little clique and you're really feeding off of one another, helping each other out. I think that's awesome. That gets me really excited. It makes me want to have like best business girlfriends too. (laughs) It's
2: been awesome because you know it it can be lonely in this business because most of the time It's so lonely I'm sure. Yeah we don't do anything and it's been really I mean Cassie and Bex and I used to do a three-way call like every week and we would you know we'd whine to each other about what wasn't working and we'd lift each other up like what are you talking about you have all these followers you're doing awesome you know because you get down sometimes even though on the outside you look like you're doing great there are times where you're just like maybe I should just quit. And we all have those moments and we just push each other back. We bring each other, lift each other up. And then when opportunities fall in our laps, we share them with each other too. And that's what's really cool. Well, so
0: how has Social Academy been with Beck's Life? I mean, you're both doing this together as far as partnership goes. Do you
2: have any programs going this year? We will. We're going to launch Social Academy again in March, um, the first week of March. I think it's March 8th. So we will be doing a promo around February. We're going to do another free webinar, which will be great. You'll want to be on that because we usually do a $200 early bird special that night. And I believe, gosh, I got the dates, but just go to rockyoursocialbrand.com and get on the email list.
0: Now, so you know, you're getting this going again. And I'm sure last year, I think you sold out quickly and you had a huge amount of people join in on this because obviously you want to go with people that have done what you want to do. And both of you have grown this following and have been able to serve people, um, like you said, organically. So, uh, another thing that you did last year, which I was so impressed by, and you talked about this a little bit with Allie Brown, just the idea of when she t- gave her bank story. For those of you that no- don't know it, she gives this at everything, like anything she speaks at. She talks about going to an ATM and withdrawing, trying to withdraw money, but she didn't have enough to even take out $20. And she talks about that story and how that took her into, like, a getting out of debt type of a, a mindset. So, Danny J, you've actually gone through this, and now you've become debt-free. Yeah. Which, as an entrepreneur, is crazy. <laughs> Most people are maxing out credit cards in their as second American, year. As
2: it's crazy. It's just an American thing, not even entrepreneur. It's just, it's rampant here. Well, so how did you do it? Because <laughs> it wasn't so,
0: that long. I mean, I talked to you a year ago.
2: Yeah. It was, I mean, I have a very similar story to Allie. In fact, she said she had $18, so she couldn't pull out twenty. I actually had a screenshot, and I don't know what I did with it, I must have deleted it, but of my bank where I had 18 cents. And I had gone below that. Of course I'd overdrafted, but I just remember that specifically and I took a screenshot. I laughed because I was like, holy cow, I can't believe I spent just enough to not go over, and there's 18 cents left in the account. And I took a screenshot, and I think I finally deleted it because I thought it would be like putting in the universe that I had no money, so I thought I should get rid of it. But I wish I had it now just to prove how shitty it was. Sorry. It's okay. But it, so basically, after I moved to Utah, I kind of told you about that story, and the business situation fell apart. It was a really bad, um just really hard to get work up there to get clients up there and my husband and I were struggling and we started working three jobs each I was working at a gym a gymnastics gym and waitressing he was working at two gyms and doing security at a nightclub and both of us together were bringing in $600 a month and we were living for free at our friend's house and we were on food stamps and it was the most embarrassing time it was hard um, you know my business relationship was breaking up and my husband got a break and got a job out here in Texas so we moved out to Texas but his way yeah I was basically ready to just speed done with it all I remember last December I borrowed my husband's car because we had one car now since one broke down and I just asked if I I told him I don't even know what I said I I just made an excuse to leave the house, but basically I just wanted to get away so I could go cry. And I went to Trader Joe's parking lot and I just sat in the car crying and I was like, I was gonna just delete Sweaty Buddies and just get a real job. And I was like, maybe I'll go work at Starbucks. And I remember like thinking the stupidest thing and laughing at myself because I'm like, I have a master's degree and I'm thinking I'm gonna quit Sweaty Buddies and go work at Starbucks. So I was just super depressed and I felt like just with our finances that we were just being sucked in and we were never going to get ahead. I had my student loans. We had just filed bankruptcy. My credit cards were maxed out. It was all a mess. And long story short, I um, went home. I talked with a friend. He convinced me not to delete Sweaty Buddies. And then I was Googling myself and looking, you know, kind of just seeing what was out there since. I have this brand online and I was seeing what was with my old last name and my new last name and different spellings of Danny Johnson and I came across this woman named Danny Johnson who had 150,000 fans on Facebook. And I was like, who is this? She was this also
0: fan? on uh, Secret Millionaire, right? Yes.
2: Yes, she was. And I had never heard of her before and I was like, who's this chick with 150,000 fans and she, or with more fans than me and she has my name? and I just kind of got this attitude so I liked her page and I was like what is this girl about so I was scrolling through and I didn't really get it so I just forgot about her but now that I liked her page she started coming through on my timeline and I saw some things about Secret Millionaire and about getting out of debt and so I was intrigued and I went to her website and I saw that she had a book called First Steps to Wealth and it was free you just had to pay for shipping so I paid the seven dollars to get it I started reading the book and her life story was so similar to mine she had been pregnant as a teenager and she had spent some time being homeless and she had like abuse growing up and a lot of things that were just I was like oh yes I get this and I got to the very end and she said I remember this date it was March 2nd 1993 my birthday and I just started crying because March 2nd is also my birthday And I was like, what does this mean? (laughs) Like, we have the same name, we have the same background, we have the same birthday. So I went to her website again, and I I clicked around, and I saw events, and it said she was going to be in Dallas, like, in 10 days. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have to go. I don't know what all this means. Like, I don't know what signs are, but I, I feel like I need to go. So the event was $300. I had just paid $500 on my credit card so basically I had $500 gap that was it and it was maxed out other than that 500 so I'm like gosh I I'm trying to get out of debt is it really wise to put 300 back on my credit card to get out of debt anyway I finally convinced myself to go and her workshop was called First Steps to Success and it just changed everything really um, the very next day my husband and I looked at our bank statements and we kind of just figured out where um, where our money was going and we put it all on paper what we were going to do and the big thing that we did and I think this unlocked the key to everything was that we started giving. We started giving 10% without even asking we took it off the top we put it in a give envelope and I will tell you like I uh, this is where it just all started to happen and this is kind of how Social Academy came about too we started taking 10% and putting in this give envelope, and the envelope was just for whatever. We didn't know where we were going to give. It's just like when our hearts said to give, we're going to do it. So my husband was out of town, and um, while he was gone, I went into the closet to look in the envelope to see how much was in there, and there was $400 in that envelope, and I was like, oh. Oh my gosh, we cannot give away $400. That is like my car might break down. That'll be brakes. That could be, you know, tires. I don't even know. We might, we're going to probably need that $400. So I was thinking I should steal it back <laughs> and I was going to just maybe take half of it. I'm like, well, maybe I'll just put 200 in my drawer and my husband won't know because he doesn't know how much is in there. And then I was like, what am I doing? I'm stealing from our own giving money. This is stupid. So I put it back, shoved it back in the closet and just left it. But I was like anxious about it for like four days and I was scrolling on Facebook one night and there was a post about an orphanage and they were trying to raise money to put a roof on this orphanage and they needed $100,000. So I just looked at my husband I'm like, I know we're going to give the money and he's like, what? I go, I just need to get rid of this right now. So I ran to the closet, it was 10 o'clock at night, I drove to the bank, deposited in the ATM, came home on my debit card, $400, I clicked send, and then I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and it was the most like exhilarating, freaking out, oh my gosh, I can't believe I gave that much money moment in my whole life. And then I was like, all of a sudden, since it was done, it was gone, then I was excited. I'm like, oh, I wonder if we gave the most. And so I was looking to see what other people gave, and someone gave a 1,000, and I'm like, man, I wish I gave a 1,000. And suddenly, that was like just something triggered in my head that it was okay, like we were gonna be okay. Giving the money it was gonna come back. And literally a week after that, I thought of a new business idea that made me five thousand dollars. And then two weeks after that, Social Academy came and we made a lot of money from that. And it was like these new ideas started popping up in my head that came from nowhere. So we paid off our debt within two and a half months. It was sixty nine days or sixty eight days. Um That's crazy. But before that, I mean I wasn't I wasn't making that kind of money yet. There was just things were getting stuck, and I was not knowing what to do with Sweaty Buddies, and then these things just popped up, and it was incredible.
0: See, I love that message because it's giving people hope, because I'm sure everyone who's watching this has been at that point where they're, you know, they had a bad month or whatever it is, and they just want to go work at Starbucks, like you said, (laughs) I feel like everyone's hit that point, and it's nice to know that you persevere, have positive thoughts, really focus in on... Um, what needs attention and then things will get better Uh, so Danny J thank you so much for joining us tonight
2: thank you for having me I really enjoyed talking to you I always do
0: so you have a lot a lot a lot going on all the time so where can people find out more about Sweaty Betty's and uh, Social Academy and all of your new programs
2: so with Social Academy and I'll tell you just real quick how it came about was basically people were asking me and Bex How did you get 100,000 fans? How did you get all these people? And so that's why we just, I hadn't planned on taking my business that way, but because I got so many people asking that, that's where we went with it. Um, My focus is still, you know, serving Sweaty Buddy community, but I love to just give Sweaty Buddies everything as much as I can for free. So it's nice that I can kind of subsidize it with the social academy and with teaching other people to do what I'm doing because if other people have a message and they can get it out there it's just serving the world more and i think that's what the biggest thing is is we need to get our messages out there you can have the best program the best product the best service but if nobody knows about it then you know it's it's almost nothing so i love helping people with marketing and sharing and getting their story out so if you want to know about social academy go to rockyoursocialbrand.com and you will enter your email. That will get you on an email list to find out when we do the next launch. We did a spring semester, a summer and a fall semester of Social Academy last year. Bex has a lot going on, I have a lot going on, so I can't promise we're gonna do that many semesters this year. So if you can get in this spring in March, I would do it. The awesome thing about Social Academy is once you're in, you're in for life. So those people that are in a private group, the ones who were in the very first Social Academy got to do it the second time and the third time and we change it every time and we get new things and you get new nuggets so if you get in now and like maybe you don't have time at least you'll be ready for the next one and you get to stay in it nice and then of course you just can go to the and find me on instagram twitter facebook all of that um, at sweaty
0: you're an instagram account that i really like following <laughs> hey. Instagram is my jam. I really like it.
2: <laughs> so, I, I need to get better at posting more. I don't a lot because I'm you not post like a, big, a lot. I'm not a big picture taker but I try to I try to get a couple posts a day.
0: <laughs> oh, I like it.
2: All right Danny, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you
0: guys. have a good night. Thanks and bye. So you've just been watching Danny J of the sweaty on another YFE chat live here with um, myself, Jennifer Dono. You can tweet me using at Jennifer Dono. Uh, We'll have another live show next Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific 9 Eastern here on YFE In the meantime, we have a daily live webcast that happens every Monday through Friday at uh, 10 a.m. Pacific 1 p.m. Eastern. It's 15 minutes and tomorrow's show I am so excited for. We've got another kind of audio only type of a deal because my guest didn't have a webcam and doesn't have skype uh but she wrote she wrote this awesome article in entrepreneur that ally brown shared a ton of people have shared there's been 80,000 something views on the last couple days called um 11 11 things 11 um pillars for women and of why we're going to be successful in 2014 I'm sure you've all read it. So she's going to be on tomorrow, and she's going to give us actions to take, knowing that we've been set up for success in 2014. So try and come tomorrow at 10 a.m. if you can, Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Make sure that you sign up for YFE.me forward slash mail to stay in the loop with everything YFE. Thank you so much for watching and for joining us live.